listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Hey, Pogues here. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Hey, Pogues here. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to throw you for a loop on these minutes, so Pogues, just keep, just keep you on your toes. See how you react. For a second, fresh. I, was like, I thought maybe... My whole reality was caving in upon itself. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, this podcast is a flat circle. I didn't know if you know that. Yeah, or I was gonna like turn around. I'm actually in like a padded room by myself. <laughs> and I've been talking to like a doll they gave me that I think is you. Someone's peering it's in the legit. window. Someone's peering in the window. Oh, he's releasing another podcast. <laughs> How does this guy see so many movies in here? Is he just taking a shit again? Yeah, that's what I call another podcast. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Oh, boy. Views, we are 20 seconds in and we got our first poop joke. Welcome to the... That's the, you know yeah, the NAOS guarantee. Uh, well, thanks for tuning in for another mini-sode. Um, I am uh, Ben Chapman, of course, and I uh, we are here to discuss the movie that is coming up next, as well as uh, do a little cool-down lap from our last episode with the uh, 2010 film Red. Yes, I think we all need to cool down from the fast-paced movie about retirees. <laughs> yeah, although I, what has stuck with me since since doing that episode is the uh, quotes I found from Warren Ellis, including the one that just ended with him saying, if you don't want to see uh, uh, Helen Mirren with a sniper rifle, I don't want to know you. <laughs> Which is a, it, It's a hard point to argue with. I think it's an accurate point. Honestly, uh, while going back... Um, because we recorded the episode, obviously, a little while before we actually posted, and I was trying to remember what we talked about, and I was like, all right, what did we talk about in Red? And all I could think about was Helen Mirren with a fifty caliber machine gun, and I was like, I don't think we talked about that that much. Yeah, we should have talked about that way more. Uh, I was like, we mentioned it, but I was yeah. like, in my mind, I was like, I can't remember any other part of this movie except for Helen Mirren in a very nice dress just firing a 50 caliber machine gun <laughs> see i was more i was more obsessed with the scene where she effortlessly reloads an mp5 and like lights up a bunch of secret service agents in a kitchen i mean i'm just she was again. let's face it she yeah. was the best part yeah she was not in it anywhere near enough um and brian cox's flawless russian accent <laughs> look all i want them to do is give me that uh uh, uh there was recently a um like an all there's like a, a female-led action movie with Charlize Theron. Uh, I can't remember the name, but Atomic Blonde. That's it. Yeah. Um, give me a like a sequel of Atomic Blonde set in like the like like the far future where uh, like an older Charlize Theron is played by Helen Mirren, and just do all of this. Like, it's okay if you use stunt doubles. I don't care. Just just make Helen Mirren beat people up in a bar and use assault rifles, and just just give me it, please, Hollywood. Please. I do like it, and with the way Hollywood's, uh, I think Hollywood may listen. They are, they're making a, <laughs> yeah. for some reason, a remake of Ocean's Eleven with all women, but not a remake. And they could only find eight women, which I thought was an interesting turn. I was like, really? You guys couldn't just find 11 female actresses to appear in a film? <laughs> like, there's got to be at least 40 of them in Hollywood. <laughs> just pick the top ten. Just uh, look yeah. around. Yeah, like, ask if any of them know anyone. Uh, <laughs> so I just thought that was really interesting. They were like, Ocean's 8. I was like, ah, that's... Ocean's, That's surprising. Ocean's 2. Uh, <laughs> we did our best. Yeah, um, all we know is uh, <laughs> the lady from Parks and Rec. I, we got no one else. <laughs> is that doing for you guys? Is that what you want? <laughs> no? I couldn't even figure out her name, Tim. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Look, I'm phoning it in. Uh, come on, Tim. 
Uh, I think Tim is sort of just our de facto Hollywood guy. <laughs> Doesn't want to yeah, try I like, anymore. I feel like Tim probably came up under uh, Harvey <laughs> Weinstein, and that's why he has to. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so we are uh, we're, we are obviously here to tell you about our next episode, but really quick, we're not doing an official news segment, but Pokes, something just dawned on me since we started. Um, uh, one thing that I, I was excited about reading today, although I was not surprised to read, is that there has been some early reviews or at least reactions to Thor Ragnarok, and they are definitely positive. So Yeah, yeah. But the one thing I, I, I noticed was for most of the reviews, they all say this, though, which I thought was really weird. Like, I read uh, the early press reviews, and, like, seven of them said, it's the funniest Marvel movie. And I was like, wait, that that's a weird... You know what I mean? Like, if it was Ant-Man, I'd be like, cool. But that that was... They all kept saying, it's really, really funny. It's so funny. And I'm like, oh, I thought it was going to be a bunch of gods dying. <laughs> I well, guess not. considering the director, I'm not surprised. Actually, I just... um, uh, Well, this is actually going to play into uh, a segue into our game later, but I'll, I'll bring it up now. This month, uh, my friends and I have been projecting um, uh, uh, spooky movies onto our garage in our backyard and hanging out with a little campfire and watching movies. It's been great. We traditionally have been going with one, one funny and one scary movie, and our last round, uh, the funny movie was uh, What We Do in the Shadows, which is uh, the director mm-hmm. of that is doing Thor. And I was reminded how absolutely... I think I raved about this movie last time when we were talking about Thor Ragnarok, but it is it is an excellent film, and I was very excited to rewatch it, uh, and now I'm even more excited for Thor Ragnarok. Uh, with that said... I did see real quick, there was one yeah. great review where a guy said, it's the best Thor movie, but I know that's not saying much. <laughs> I say much, I just want you to know I really <laughs> liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, he... He like had to put a like a disclaimer in his own review to be like, look, I know the Thor movies aren't great, but this one's actually good. That's like, hey, we're doing a new Godzilla movie, but don't worry, it won't be like that Matthew Broderick one. <laughs> you mean it will be? That one was great. <laughs> All right, well, hey, Zaria, yes, please. That's, oh God, yeah. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, Leon the Professional as a Russian, I think. Or he might still be French, actually. I, that movie's terrible. I can't Jesus remember. Jesus Christ, I forgot all about that. Uh, okay, so uh, we are here, of course, to announce our next episode. And I am so excited because it's going to be a little off schedule because we're doing something a little special. Isn't that right, Pogues? Yes, so special. <laughs> For uh, Because the timing of our next full episode release lines up pretty closely to my favorite holiday, Halloween. Arbor Day. Oh. Oh. God. What's that? What's the best Arbor Day superhero movie? Please write in and tell us what you Swamp think. <laughs> yes. I mean, we gotta rewatch Swamp Thing. Oh God, I hope um, Arbor Day is not for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so we are doing a Tales from the Crypt film, and I noticed that you heard me say a and not the Tales from the Crypt film, and there's a reason for that because there are like fucking nine. Um. But also, for, it's hard to tell which one of them are movies and which one of them are just collections of episodes cut together. They're, they're, it's a very confusing, uh, like, movieography or cinema. Ah, fuck it. You know what I'm trying to say. Uh, Tales from the Crypt is, is an odd one. It's like a couple movies on our, our list. Uh, I think mostly ones that we haven't done yet. Like Weird Science, where it's not necessarily based off of a narrative comic, but more of conceptually based off of a comic book. Of course, Tales from the Crypt is based off of an anthology book. Um, that then adds things, and it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a change from an actual comic, uh, so it's going to be a different kind of interpretation. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. But with that said, there are like f- 
like I said, a million of these things. So uh, we went through a couple of IMDb, IMDb pages and trailers, and we found what uh, most people have agreed is the best one. Um, oh, there is some argument for Bordello of Blood, I'm, 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 if I'm not mistaken. But we are doing, from 1995, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Starring uh, <laughs> not another origin film alum, everybody's favorite superhero, the Phantom Billy Zane. Yeah, it's also got fucking William Sadler and Jada Pinkett before she became Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, and uh, the guy who was Lowell in Wings. I forget what his name is. Something, <laughs> something, something, Church, Hayden, Harry. Thomas guy. Hayden Church, yeah. That fellow. Old, old THC, wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I never realized till now. Yeah. Performance should have let tip me in. Um, also, so, how much did I just date myself by referring to him <laughs> as a guy from the TV show Wings? <laughs> you kids remember that movie, right? Uh, so we are um, we are doing uh, we are doing t- uh, the Demon Knight. Uh, we went through a couple. There is actually a, the first one is technically from '72, uh, just called Tales from the Crypt. There was a sequel in '73. And then there was a couple in like the late 80s, early 90s, and there even was one as recent in the, as in the 2000s. Is that right? I think. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was said. Uh, I forget what the yeah, year whatever, was. whatever. I think it was 2002. Doing them all is probably uh, an absurd task because we have plenty of movies to do already. So I figured we'd do just one uh, for now. Uh, maybe next Halloween we'll do a different one. Who knows? But uh, this one is the one that uh, that was recommended, uh, and 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 to me looked the most appetizing. Fucking Billy Zane. I was gonna say, has Billy Zane ever been in anything? That yeah, he it, said trying it, to keep a straight face. <laughs> Although I think I have seen Bordello of Blood, and it is pretty good, so I'm tempted to do that one later on. I I completely forgot about it until we were looking at it, and I started reading people in it, and I was like, oh, that's right, I remember this terrible movie with Dennis Miller. Yeah, Dennis and, Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's right, because I was like, I, then I remembered it's basically uh, from Dust Till Dawn. A guy ends up in a bordello that is all vampires. Yeah, so yeah, actually, that. literally the plot of <laughs> uh, So we will be uh, doing an episode next, and uh, I have some guests lined up. As always, they're a secret, both uh, to keep the allure of mystery, and also in case I've got a reschedule. Um, and we will. Uh, I, I I highly recommend that you tune in for that episode because we haven't even filmed it, and I'm excited about it. Oh. I am also excited. And we made an incredible – actually, Pogues mostly made an incredible discovery about this. As always, we kind of look into the background of the movie a little bit before we record the mini-episode. And uh, I'm always very curious about the director and what their previous work has been. And this director is one of the more interesting ones I've discovered. This is uh, Ernest R. Dickerson, which uh, I assume film fans already know about, but I'm just discovering, um, who who is responsible for a bunch of insane stuff. Uh, including uh, like basically every TV, every major TV show, he's been at least like four to five episodes uh, of in the last like god ten years. Yeah, like we're talking like if you go back to like even er- like the er- late '90s, early 2000s, he did like ER uh, episodes of Law and Order. I mean, he's just like any big TV show you can probably name that was on one of the networks. He did episodes. For. Yeah, Tream, Dexter, uh, uh, The Walking Dead, uh, Stargate, Burn Notice, The Wire. Um, it, it's insane. But more importantly, he's done a bunch of couple of movies that people might know of. Um, specifically, uh, uh, Bulletproof, which is one I, I, people have heard of, and Surviving the Game, which is insane. 
but here's the part that blew my mind. This was your discovery, right, Pogues, about his uh, cinematography history? Yeah, yeah, that he had that he started as a cinematographer for Spike Lee and did like a ton of like Spike Lee's movies from the 80s to the 90s, including like Malcolm X. So it's sort of shocking, like. When you and, look at this movie and you're like, this guy was a cinematographer on Malcolm X, you're like, wait, what? Yeah, and Do the Right Thing. Uh, yeah, like some was, of Spike Lee's best early films. Yeah, and uh, uh, fucking Eddie Murphy's raw uh, stand-up performance. He was he was he was uh, he was a part of that production crew. Fucking Tales from the Dark Side blew my goddamn mind. Are you familiar with Tales from the Dark Side? That's a Don't really, think so. It's a really old uh, uh, TV uh, anthology horror th- series from George Romero. It was came out in, like the the mid '80s. It was sort of like a like a horror Twilight Zone basically. Um, Stephen King wrote a wrote a segment for it about like a fucking scary cat. It had like Christian Slater and Steve Buscemi, Julianne Moore. It had a bunch of of, of like notable people in it. Um, or that was a film. I think the film had those people in it. Either way, um, uh, th- it's just amazing what this guy has been has hands in, and he's still like blowing it up career wise. And here he is in like the fucking. You know, I was gonna say, he, we just looked up. He made a movie this year. I mean, it wasn't like a big budget film. It was looked like it was kind of an indie film. But the fact that it, you know a lot of these people, we look and it's like they do this like these movies. And then that's where they stop. It's like they never do – if they make one really bad comic book movie yeah. and then they're just like, I don't want to be a director anymore. <laughs> yeah, this guy's – Or perhaps Hollywood makes that call. But it's interesting that this guy's like had such a varied career. This guy's uh, a pretty exciting uh, pretty exciting career, yeah. I'm really impressed by by what he has under his belt. Um, sort, of, sort of weird too to be like he went from being a cinematographer – and working on like you know great well respected films, and then became like a TV director, which I'm not bad mouthing TV directors at all, but in the scheme of Hollywood, that's usually seen as like going the wrong direction. You know, what I mean, like you start in TV so you can become a film director, not but start in film and go. But I mean, it worked out for him. He's made a bunch of movies and but he's worked on all the great shows. Yeah, but I would say TV this this in this generation is is way different. It's its status has been, I think. I, I mean, especially now, like the fact that he's working on Walking Dead. He, I mean, he definitely probably only got that role because he had worked in film. But you know, I mean, like to be like, hey, I went and went back and filmed like an episode of ER. People would be like, wait, seriously, you left motion pictures to film an NBC TV show? But it's kind of crazy. I mean, this guy has a history of working with George Romero on a lot of, of projects, including this, the the um whatever the thing I was just talking about, the Twilight Zone horror thing, and um. And he made it, and, and then he made it all the way up to doing Walking Dead, which is, you know, I mean, I don't think it's a great show or anything, but it's cool that he. Yeah, I, I personally can't. I don't like the show, but I mean, it's awesome. I, I yeah. would take a credit on that. You know, it's That's one of fantastic. the most popular shows on TV. So it is pretty cool to see that, like, sometimes these films, like I said, it is interesting when we see these directors. They'll have like weird beginning careers, and then it's just like they disappear off the face of the earth. And sometimes you're just like, they had to have died, right? Like, to have just suddenly stopped doing anything in Hollywood, and you're like, no, it says he's nope. still alive. Just an algebra teacher in, like, Wisconsin. Yeah. So, um, just slowly cursing when you're He's an orthodontist in Nebraska. Uh, so, uh, with that done, Pogues, uh, let's keep it mini, because I've got a pretty good game this week. Oh, I'm excited for this game. Your boy Ben has been coming back Time and time and again with fantastic games, and uh, I don't believe I've made a mistake here either. Um, now, there... just refer to yourself as my boy Ben. Yeah, boy Ben. Uh, <laughs> just making sure. But this has got me excited because I made an amazing discovery uh, about two weeks ago when I was doing what I 
previously mentioned, was watching horror movies on my garage. You see, what happened was, is we were watching Idle Hands, a fantastic movie. Um, and uh, as it Early was... Jessica Alba? Yeah, as it was going on, uh, there was two characters who were in a car uh, uh, making out, and I was like, shit, is there nudity in this scene? Because my neighbor... Are, my, my neighbors are a family, and they're super cool. Uh, I told them I was doing movies. You know, they weren't surprised by it. But I, I picked Idle Hands because I, I thought I remembered it being pretty, you know, mild uh, on the on like the the horror or whatever. Um, and it is, but yeah, I'm like shit. Is there nudity? It's on my garage. You know, like I'm in a I'm in a city. You know, I'm tightly packed with a couple of houses. So uh, I was trying to figure it out. So I opened up the Parents Guide available in IMDb which is a user-submitted guide in which what appears to be only exclusively Mormon aliens uh, submit uh, entries into things they observe in the movie that could be even remotely questionable for someone to see. Um, in this specific one for Idle Hands, it did clarify for me, yeah, there was a, a, a tit scene coming up that I had to prepare for. But more importantly, um, it, it, at one point in, in the notes, it said uh, a dog can be seen with his penis out. And I was like, um, ma'am, <laughs> I assume that's not how dogs work. <laughs> it's just – okay. That's Also, the director didn't put that in there. Okay, never mind. Like, but, yeah, so, that's, that is like really bizarre to be like – I mean who are you – who is the person too who's watching it that intently? And so I started diving into the world of the IMDb Parents Guide, and Pogues, it is a confusing, terrifying, and amazing place. A, it is, it is just overflowing. It is ripe with grammatical and spelling errors. I mean, they're everywhere. Uh, a str- strange capitalization. More importantly, in some movies, they'll say things like, there is references to sex and, and penises. And at other times, a person will list specific scene-by-scene breakdowns of every single thing that could be considered violent or sexual or drug-related, and it is astonishing. At some point, someone just catalogs every swear word and the timestamp in which that swear word takes place. Pogues, it is I gotta give magic. that person credit, though. Yeah, yeah. That, one, that guy's doing the Lord's work. I don't know which Lord, but... So he's helping someone out? Question mark. With this established, I have compiled three hilarious entries from various movies that we've already done, and okay. I have arranged them in order from vague to specific. So uh, I will give you one, and you'll take a guess at it. And then the second one will probably give you a, a better idea of the movie, and the third one will pretty much almost give it away. Okay. Uh, and we'll see we'll see how you do. Uh, I have a few here, but some of them are a little longer, so I'm going to try and go fast. All right, you ready? All right, ready. All right, so we're going to head start with the first one. At least 15 F words and a few other curse words can be heard. <laughs> okay. It's okay if you want to go for the second one. That one's pretty obscure. I'm just going to guess barbed wire. Uh, nope. nope good, okay. good guess. A computer technician participates in a VR simulation involving a fully nude woman who moves in closer to him and appears to be performing a sex act. Laura Murdoch's breasts, nipples, and pubic hair are shown. Judge Dredd? Nope. We'll give you the last one here. Uh, this is actually this one's certainly gonna be tougher than the other ones. I'll tell you that right now. Um, just looking at it, the scene where Melissa dies and Max can't do anything is upsetting. It's <laughs> <laughs> upsetting. Real. Uh... There's a section for just things that are frightening, and this was considered where frightening. Melissa dies and Max can't do anything. Yeah. 
Again, this one this one's harder than the others for sure. Surrogates? This is Time Cop. Uh, uh, Van Damme plays uh, a character named Max. Uh, at times, is a computer tech doing VR, and his wife is killed in front of him. Yeah. I do not remember there being full nudity with Bush in that movie. <laughs> I don't remember fifteen fucks in that movie. You know, fifteen. I was trying to think of movies we did that were R-rated, and I completely yeah. forgot about Time Cop. Okay, moving on to the next one. Shit-ass dick is used a couple of times. <laughs> Shit-ass dick. Um, I want to point out that the, this, the sentence did not include the words shit-ass dick. It just says, exactly as I copied it, shit-ass dick is used a couple of times. And, strangely, shit and dick are capitalized, but ass is not. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, so it's not that they're saying it is one frame, in one word. Yeah, shit, comma, ass, comma, dick is used a couple okay. of times. <laughs> Um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? Nope. Next clue. Three of the characters get drunk together at one point in the movie. Mystery Men? <laughs> nope. I chose some really obscure one, folks. Uh, last clue. It is revealed that that uh, that one of the heroes got the phrase, it's clobberin' time from his brother every time he was physically abused. <laughs> is it the Roger Corman Fantastic Four? No, it is the um, the more recent Fantastic Four. Oh, was it? I yeah, but you were right. I'll, I'll give you credit on that one. That one was good. Uh, also, I, I, I vaguely remember the most recent one. A couple of times here, I've replaced a character's name with like words like the protagonist or one of the heroes, just to make it. Okay. Easy. All right, <laughs> ne- ne- next one. Oh, I picked a real vague one, for, so I won't even I won't even play you for I this one. I still just I still just like that first one you did for Time Cop, which is was kind of upsetting, or was something like yeah. yeah. Uh, two men are shown bare chested. Oh my! God, that's like every fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange. Nope. Uh, one character says, do what you need to with her, then broom her fast when talking about a woman. Oh, God, what movie is that? Because I remember we, we could not believe the expression, then broom her fast. Oh, it's um, Spider-Man? Yeah, you got it. All right. I'll give you the last. Only, only because of how absurd that yeah. line is. Like, it had to be I think the first two I assembled were harder than the other ones, so these will get progressively easier, I think. Um, but the last clue you didn't need, and again, I'm reading this exactly as it was copied from IMDb. One of ass used by Uncle Ben. One, One of ass. ass used by Uncle Ben. Okay. I think he does say you're acting like an ass or something, but I don't remember right. one of ass even. So, uh, since I gave you the last one, you're two out of three. That's pretty good. Uh, next one. Uh, 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 there is an attempted prison shanking. <laughs> Judge Dredd. No. Several kids are slowly fed into a huge, noisy machine that will transform them into inanimate objects. Not realistic, but still intense and kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of scary? Kind of scary. I know what movie this is because there's only one film that says absurd. It's Richie Rich. Yeah, it's Richie Rich. Okay. It's kind of scary. This scene's not scary at all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love. I love how that last part wasn't necessary. They're just like giving like a tiny review of that scene. They're kind of scary. I like two of these. It's not realistic. Like. Yeah, not realistic. Uh, and I also have the third one, which I thought you'd enjoy. Um, a woman arrives at the protagonist's house as a substitute for his typical exercise trainer. When she bends over, the protagonist and his butler look at her rear. Um, <laughs> look at her rear? Way to make the 
it seemed creepier than it already was. <laughs> All right, uh, we got we got uh, three more movies here. On the next one, an end credit scene shows a character drinking beer, but it is in a humorous fashion. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? Hellboy. <laughs> no. A woman is stabbed and falls hundreds of stories. She dies. <laughs> well, happiest. That's good to know, though. She didn't make it. She stabbed and falls hundreds of stories. Hundreds of stories! And then, period, she dies. Is it Catwoman? No. I'm trying to think of a film in which people were, like, basically in the stratosphere on a building. I mean, Ooh. hundreds of stories is a very tall building. Clue number three. A man's spirit is shoved against a wall until it bursts into ashes, covering the wall in a little bit of soot. <laughs> Ghost Rider? No, it's Doctor Strange. Oh, who is stabbed and dropped the hundreds I, of stories? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's in that scene where like everything's folding and like. Ugh. Oh, maybe. Okay. Wait, what was the first part of that? What was the first clue? Uh, uh, an Ed credit scene shows a character drinking beer. <laughs> oh, okay. I think it's probably like a uh, what do we call it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I should have just guessed a, a, all Marvel movies because you said end credit scene. Yeah, yeah. If I say end credit scene, there's a good chance it's a Marvels movie. Um, I this one I, I was really excited about. I had a hard time picking out of this one because this was the longest one I've had, and it absolutely sorry, it absolutely shouldn't be. Um, so here we go. A young man touches a young woman's back tenderly as he tries to help her fasten her dress. Wait, is this under things that are disturbing? I, like that part of the guide? This this person who wrote this is the, the world's biggest fucking pervert. I'll tell you that right now. A man touches a woman's back tenderly, tenderly, tenderly while trying to help her get into a dress. Yes. Uh, barbed wire. No. A boy band song, Backdoor Lover, heavily implies anal sex. Oh, that's Josie and the Pussycats. It sure is. Uh, last clue, a young... <laughs> Wait, it heavily implies? Heavily implies. <laughs> They're straight up just saying it. A young woman flashes a sign reading, Honk if you love pussycats, out of an open car top, but a sign covers the cat's part. I don't remember that at all. Um, no, I just want to like I just want to take a quick moment here. I know we're we're probably going over with this game, but there are literally like seventy entries for Josie and the Pussycats, and they sound they make it sound like this is like a fucking kung fu movie. Two men jump from a plane midair, leaving four young men presumably to crash. Two men threaten two young women with baseball bats. A young woman hits a man with a cardboard cutout and knocks him over a railing. A woman tosses a young woman to the ground, and a young woman beats up a man with a karate kicks and punches. Like there's hundreds of these. <laughs> Well, I would have just been like, a lot of nips. <laughs> yeah. Also, not that great of a film. Uh, this is a review of what's ob objectionable, the plot. Okay, last one. You ready? You've done very yes. well. <clears throat> Two references to cocaine used as jokes. Two references to cocaine used as jokes. Good to see that they weren't two references to cocaine used as pickup. Uh, inspirational? Uh, inspiration? That is that one's tough, so I'm just gonna guess uh, the losers. No, but but I like where you're at. 
Uh, a nude man in a medical facility is violently hosed off to disinfect. He is shown crouching, and then he fights people. However, his genitals are obscured by shadows, and the nudity that is shown is non-sexual. <laughs> well, I mean, that's debatable. Like, maybe you really get off on caged men being hosed down. I'm going to guess, uh, what was the Wolverine? Uh, Wolverine X-Men or, Origins? X-Men Wolverine? Origins? No, it's not that one. <clears throat> this I, one this one should do it. I, how <clears throat> can I not remember another film where a man is hosed down? <laughs> this is my favorite one I think I assembled of all of them. Uh, and I, had, I barely went through almost all the movies, so I'm definitely going to do this game again. <clears throat> 84 F-words and derivatives are, are occur in this film. Name-calling including crazy, weird, stupid, idiot, tool, hooker, mutants, douche-pool, douche, ugly mug, fugly mug, ugly cockroach, and maggot. Exclamations is shut up and wow. Two religious profanities, goddamn. Nine religious exclamations, e.g. oh my god, oh god, god, Jesus, Jesus Christ, and I swear to god. <laughs> that is... <laughs> I want to point out that here, wow, is in there. (laughs) I mean, that's really the devil's favorite explanation. Also, ugly cockroach, I guess, is really what someone learning that profanity. I cannot think of a movie where a man is sprayed down and being uh, a person is being decontaminated. And then someone says fuck 84 times? Come on, Yeah, I I mean, it's got to be like, is it The Crow? It's Deadpool, my man. First R-rated oh. superhero movie, get with it! <laughs> you know I don't remember that film. Also, well. one of the one of the profanities was douche pool. I thought that was going to get you for sure. Um, uh, no, I, that's one of those films that I forget we did or that I watched. So I have two one-offs for you here uh, at an end here, but your score is good. Let's see, I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven movies, and you got five. So congratulations, ah. Pogues. That was quite quite a good score. Um, <clears throat> So uh, I have to give you this one because it's fantastic. I found two bonus round ones. It's only one entry, um, and they're mostly for my own amusement. Uh, <laughs> the first one, fellatio is discussed a lot. <laughs> fellatio is discussed a lot. That's. I'm going to go right through this because we've, we've gone long. That is, yeah, I have no idea. That is Art School Confidential. And okay. then my, my favorite, uh, <clears throat> a character uses some innuendo for jokes, including phrases such as, never rub another man's rhubarb. Oh, I, I, I'm sure if I thought long enough, I could think yeah, of that. Yeah, that's Batman from the 89 Batman, the first yeah, Batman. Yeah, that's... Whew, that, was, uh, that was more fun than I expected. That was a really good one. I just like that the, there's one guy who's offended by any exclamation, regardless of whether it's yeah. profanity. Shut up and wow are listed. I also like the guy who was, seemed to be more annoyed by the soot left behind by a man's soul being destroyed, and less so by the fact that someone's soul was smashed. It is very odd that he's like, a man's soul is smashed, and then remains soot. Like, he's like, not only did they kill him, but they made a mess. Um, and that's just not cool. A couple of these I think need to be good Cupid t- 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 t-shirts, folks. I really want a shirt that just says one of ass used by Uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can make you that shirt. And just Uncle Ben <laughs> winking. <laughs> Uncle Ben with his arm around the mugger that kills him and just, they're just winking at him. Don't even know what it means. I don't even know what it means. <laughs> like, it doesn't even make sense. Okay, well that that does it for this this week's episode, this week's mini-sode. Um, obviously, it's, uh, uh, as we said earlier, tune in next week for a very special uh, on Halloween and spooky. spooky Tales from the Crypt Demon Night episode. Uh, I'm pretty pretty amped. <laughs> <laughs>
You just, you're like, I'm pretty amped. And it just died off. Shit ass dick is used a couple of times. I think what what drove me what drove me fucking off the wall is that somebody somebody went into Deadpool to write a parents guide, right? Like they didn't just start watching it and said, "Oh, I should write this down." They went saying, "I should make sure for my friends on my Christian mother friends, they know that this movie is not appropriate." But like before you even watch Deadpool, you know. I mean, it's rated R. It is weird you would even bother to be like, I should sit in and tell parents this is not okay for children, as if the Motion Picture Association hadn't already done that for me. And more importantly, they went through and they counted profanity. 84 fucks is what she opens with, Uh, uh, which also is a great alternative title to the movie. Um, But (laughs) I'm actually surprised. Maybe this is weird, but doesn't it feel like there would have been more? Maybe. It could be wrong. I'm, I, no, could, that's probably right. It just feels. What is like, that? What is that? Just I mean, picture that seed. Picture like, picture like a forty forty six year old suburban mom in her living room. Her kids are at school. She's got Deadpool on Blu-ray from the Red Box, and she's just watching it with a piece of paper, just taking tabs every time they use uh, the word fuck. See, I guarantee you. You know those things that you have like. Um... Where people try to count the number of people who like show up to like a charity dinner, and it's just, like a little thing, and you just push a button, and it just goes up every time you push it. Mm. That's what I picture she mm. has. She's just sitting there. She's got a clicker. She has it from when she does bingo <clears throat> at her local bingo parlor. She's just, just counting fucks away. and writing down. Someone just said, "Wow." <laughs> oh, I gotta get that one in. There. Gotta get that one down. Also, every 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 uh, variation of of oh my god. <laughs> I'm surprised she wasn't like people say hey. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why wow would be an exclamation of any. She also delineates between religious profanity and religious exclamation, which is just astonishing. Yeah, because really saying Christ is still religious profanity. Um, using God's name in vain is blasphemy. So it's really <laughs> odd she tried to delineate as if there's a real difference. Oh, bless you, Deborah. Deborah of Utah. Salt Lake City, Utah.